You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Dr. Sarah Spowart is well known for her compassionate-based practice, as well as for her precise mindfulness in her everyday life. As a highly regarded professional, she infuses moment-to-moment awareness as she includes the vital emotions of happiness, serenity, and love. Here is the holistic emotional system that you've been waiting for. Here's Dr. Sarah. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of um, Happiness Learned. Today, I am going to talk to you about um, some really important things with understanding when there's troubling experiences or people in your life, um, and just this concept of a new year, a new beginning, a new you. Um, So I feel like we're going through challenging times right now uh, as a society and in the world, and it's um, I see it with with my clients for sure. Just a lot of people are struggling so much, and you know, it might be health struggles, might be family, might be um, financial. Uh, you know, you name it. I'm just seeing it left and right. It could be that they're struggling with themselves, and it seems like there's a lot of I could say unveiling, a lot of things coming out that haven't come out before. Um, maybe maladaptive behaviors and things that someone has done for years and years, and it's catching up to them. So um, something I've seen that it, it made sense to me at a certain level of, of my journey, but at this point, it um, it only makes sense to me in a certain situations is this idea that if you're having struggles, that it's kind of a reflection of something going on inside of you or a mirror of you. Um and it's, I don't want to say your fault, but for lack of a better word, it's something you've attracted or brought into your life. I, I think it's even in a secret where they talk about that, that um, you've attracted everything in. And at a certain level in your journey, especially in the beginning, I'd say, or not beginning, but well, more the beginning, when you are realizing, oh, I've been in really reactive patterns. Like if you're stuck in this reactive way of living, that sort of unconscious then yeah, you can attract things into your life or have things around you that are a mirror that are not so great. But as you go along and you get out of that reactive patterning and you're living a more conscious, intentional life that you're paying attention, um, you will still have challenges and they're different. They're more about, in my mind and what I've experienced, helping to get you to even higher levels of your um, insight and development and pushing you even further. So it's kind of like at first there's people that come in to kind of show you a little bit more like who you are. So for example, like let's say you have, let's say you're an alcoholic, but you don't realize it. And then you wake up one day, you're like, oh my gosh, all my friends are alcoholics. All my friends have problems with alcohol um, or same thing with drugs. And I, I see this with clients pretty often that they they don't see it because they're just sort of immersed in it with with their friends or socialization. Um, there's a common idea that you are a mix of the five people you spend the most time with. So you're supposed to be careful who you allow into your life and you spend your time around. Um, I think that there that can be true in the sense that if you're living unconsciously, meaning reactively in patterns, like you're not paying attention, 
then yeah, you might find yourself around um, certain repeating patterns that you're just like, I, you know, I want change. I want things to be good, but I, I just can't make it happen. So the first step to this is becoming aware. Um, becoming aware of, okay, an honest assessment with yourself. Like if the people you, you tend to have in your life or that are challenging if there's something in you that resonates, then maybe check in with yourself on that. But it's not always the case. It can be that those people are there to show you who you're not and to show you um, how you want to be as a contrast. So, um, for example, there's this idea in some spiritual communities that if you are only kind, loving, and pure, something like that, then only kind, loving, pure people and life circumstances will be around you. So if there's something in you that's negative, then you will bring that into your life. So the reason I have I have trouble with this is because I know it's only true to an extent and it's not a blanket 100% true thing. It's just not. Um, I've done enough work with enough clients that I can 100% say it's not accurate, accurate to an extent, but not fully. And I keep saying this because I really want it to hit home. Um, and I think a lot of people that run around saying, or go around saying, you know, whoever's around you is a mirror to you, or they go around saying that um, the things that have happened, you're attracting. So it's kind of like something you need to work on. It's sort of your fault. They they don't fully understand what they're talking about. They do to an extent, but only at the level of consciousness where it's like you're waking up from your reactive pattern living. Um, not though down the line. So what do I mean by this? What I mean by this is that, you know, I, I've worked in the past. I used to specialize as a trauma therapist. I worked with a lot of survivors of crime and violence, um, victims of violence. I worked with survivors of human trafficking. Um, I've worked with refugees. I've worked with a huge range of people that were extremely wealthy, like billionaire level down to people that had nothing, totally impoverished, just nothing at all. Like they didn't even have enough to eat every day. So, um, I can say with absolute confidence that I would say the people that I encountered that were the victims of horrific crimes, they were some of the most loving, incredible people, did not see it coming. Um, they didn't necessarily even grow up in homes that were dysfunctional or anything like that. Like you just, it was such a mix, such a huge random mix. And I think sometimes the reason that we, um, you know, I used to talk about this when I worked, I worked at rape crisis at one point in, in Florida, and we were actually the number one rape crisis center in Florida at one point. And we served over a million um, residents in Pinellas County and actually beyond to multiple counties. But I think the reason people say this, that, well, if there's bad things that come into your life, you know, violence, crime, and it's something to do with you. I think it's because of something we used to talk about called just world theory. So just meaning there's justice in the world. So it's kind of like, okay, everything that happens makes sense and there's justice. And if you point to the victims of crime, you're like, well, what about them? You know, victims of horrific sexual assault or human trafficking, 
you know, and they're clearly not abusers. What happened there? And the thing I would hear in spiritual communities was, well, in a past life, you know, they had bad karma and that's what's creating this. Maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe we live in a world that is super dysfunctional and there's a lot of things in it that are not so great. So in terms of law of attraction, what does that mean for you? Well, it means, first of all, that being kind and loving to yourself, compassionate for anything you've gone through, um, not blaming yourself, not victim blaming for the things that happen. And, you know, taking a little further, I want to put out there the possibility that there might be an intelligent energy out there that's larger than any one of us. Um, and so sometimes we can attract certain things into our life and sometimes things are mirrored to us. Um, but it could also be that maybe things come into your life, um, because it's showing you partly who you are, who you're not. Like if you have, um, a lot of narcissists in your life, maybe you have some narcissistic tendencies in you, but maybe it's also that. They are around to help you learn you are not that. You are kind and caring and sacrificial and empathetic and loving and concerned with others. Uh, maybe things come into your life to help you grow and expand and open up. And so you can see who you don't want to be or what actually feels most like you. Um, so what I'm getting at here is when things come into our life, sometimes the reason we blame ourselves, and again, I saw this all the time. Like we regularly saw this with working with survivors of, of crime. And when I say we, I mean my old coworkers and colleagues. Um, we regularly saw people blaming themselves for the things that happened. And why do we do that? Well, it's a very common thing. Even kids do this. Kids definitely do this. Um, they will blame themselves if their parents are having fights or divorced or there's problems around them. So the reason that people blame themselves a lot of times is because it gives, it can give us a sense of control and power and peace, uh, making sense of a world that is just feeling so chaotic and out of control. You know, I, and I, I came across this over and over again with survivors of, of crime um, and violence was that it, it can be really scary to think, oh my gosh, at any time something bad could happen. At any time, some horrific thing can happen. I mean, I myself am a victim and survivor of a lot of different crimes that have happened over my life. And I don't say that lightly. I'm saying that because I know I'm, I haven't done and mirrored those things that have happened in my life and to people I've cared about. But it all served a purpose because I try to look for the positive in any situation. I try to create something positive out of it. Um, I try to help it to open my heart, make me more loving, more forgiving, more compassionate, more kind. And I'd say that I have great compassion and I'm very, very thankful and so much humility and gratitude for this compassion. And I swear it's really only because of the great suffering. So we can use our suffering to cultivate greater compassion and love and kindness. We don't have to blame ourselves for it. It's not that we did something wrong. It can be that it comes into our life to help expand and grow us. Kind of like 
you go to the gym and you're given heavy weights to hold, is it your fault that it's hard to carry the weights? Or maybe is it that the weights are trying to get us stronger? So instead of taking sort of this fault-based approach, um, the best thing I've seen for improving our lives, um, becoming the fullest potential self we can be and feeling better is seeing, okay, what is positive that I can make out of this? How can I make this? How can I become stronger because of this? And that has to do with instead of post-traumatic stress syndrome, um, it's post-traumatic growth, which is where we become even stronger because of whatever we've endured. I'm not saying what we've endured is okay, but just saying, okay, I use this as fuel to make me even better and have an even better life and to become even stronger. Um, so yes, that's my little bit I wanted to share for the new year. Um and I also wanted to put in a plug for kind of my thoughts for the year forward and my plan. Um, so something I, I created, I created two things, um, the happiness-based mindfulness program, which is 12 weeks worth of information um, that I know and I've seen improve my life and others' lives and change your happiness levels no matter what your situation Um and I also created and published a book um, titled You Are Love. Um, so I'm going to be creating each week information based off these things. So just to have it out there for people because um, I think it will help. And um, yeah, so the happiness-based mindfulness program, um, I'm going to have about 12 episodes on that. I'm very excited about And it's really, I put my heart and soul into this and um really based off my direct experience and things I've learned um, clinically and in my education that I, I know work. Um, and a lot of it is stuff I haven't seen put together in this way or maybe even put together at all before. Um, and I use it with my clients and I, I see it to be really effective. Um, it's really practical, concrete tools that you can use in your life. Um and then the You Are Love book, um, I also am breaking down into some concrete activities and, and um, uh, things for you. I'm thinking maybe six episodes or maybe eight, um, but in there I talk about as well uh, different stages of, um, of perspective and, and ways that you can actually go from really struggling and feeling like a victim or feeling just like things are hard and just focused on survival to expanding out and out to feeling that you are the, you can be the embodiment of what it is you choose to be. So you can be, if you're wanting love, you can become the embodiment of love. If you're wanting abundance, you can be the embodiment of, of abundance, um, the embodiment of the feeling of peace. So getting from those steps of being the small self, the small I to the big I and, um, yeah, just some concrete mechanisms I found that um, I think help and seem to have helped a lot of my clients. Um, okay, so next week I will be talking about um, the week one of the happiness-based mindfulness program. And with that one, I talk about the unconscious patterns and loops and reactive cycles we can be stuck in 
So something I see with a lot of clients is that they might feel like certain parts of their lives are great. And then other parts, they just feel trapped and stuck. Um, you know, I've heard it said that, that hell is not a fiery place, but actually hell is feeling totally trapped and stuck in your life. Like you, there's nothing you can do to help yourself and being totally limited and held down. So this is to work our way out of that and our way out of unconscious reactive cycles um, and the energetic momentum that goes behind it and how to kind of reorganize. Okay. So this near new year, new you, what, um, what do you think can help with interrupting those negative or painful loops you may be caught in? And is it looking around at your circumstances, people, places, or feelings as reflections of who you really are, or are the people around you a mirror of something inside of you that is struggling or maybe are the things around you a symbol of who you are not? And what can you learn from this contrast about who you really are? So, for example, if you have a boss that's really controlling and domineering and it's driving you crazy, maybe it's not a reflection that you're a controlling, domineering person. Or maybe it is. Or maybe it's that you're someone that loves freedom, loves independence, that you are someone who does better on your own. Um, so how can the triggers around you help inform you about who you really are and what you want for yourself? Um, okay. So I look forward to, um, speaking with you all soon. Much love. And if you have any questions, please, please reach out to me. Um, I can be, uh, found at www.drsarahspowert.com. Uh, and you can go to the contact section for that. Um, otherwise, I look forward to um, speaking with you soon. Have a great week. See you all later. Thank you for listening to Happiness Learned. Dr. Sarah will be back next week with more of her teachings designed to help you live the life you have always wanted. Visit Dr. Sarah at www.drsarahspower.com. See you next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.